Good morning. Welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, January 28th edition. I am Santino Gacone, and I am joined by the one, the only, Friday Night Miracle himself, <laughs> Mr. David Menkov. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Santino. We have another wonderful slate to dive into for everyone listening, and I just can't wait to jump in. Yeah, we. it seems like me and you, we, we get these big, massive Friday slates. Uh, there are occasional ones where we're like, oh, it's only a couple games, but for the most part, I feel like every time we've done one, it's been a it's a big ones out there. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and and you know what? It gets better and better every time we do one. So I'm excited <laughs> to dive in. <laughs> I like it. All right, before we head on in there and jump head first, feet first, however, <laughs> however you want to go about it, I want to let everybody know that at Sportitos we have a new, a brand new daily fantasy partner here. And that is Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. All right, man. And as we're going... We're going to mention a couple people uh, that we like on the prop bets. Uh, we're not going to take a, a segment out, but when we hit them, we'll we'll mention the Thrive bet and, and what the prop is for that specific player when we get to those teams. Uh, and yeah, so tune in or keep listening. We'll hit your favorite people. Without further ado, my man, let's get right into this slate. First game on the docket is, weirdly, the only game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tip-off. Uh, usually on an 11-game slate, I would expect a lot more, but uh, there is only one. That is the Detroit Pistons taking on the Orlando Magic. We don't have a spread for that one. Uh, what a doozy of a matchup that is. <laughs> but um, I will throw it over onto you. Oh, let me let me do the injury report. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olenek, Isaiah Livers, all out. Josh J- uh, Jackson as questionable. Magic have the usual. Etwan Moore. Jonathan Isaac, Fultz, MCW, and RJ Hampton is out for this one as well. But now I will throw it over to you, my friend. Uh, what are you looking at on this Detroit side of the ball? Yeah, first game of the night. I usually like to dive in pretty slowly, but this game uh, has some intrigue for me on the Detroit side of the ball, and that starts with Cade Cunningham. Um, he's my only play, realistically, on the Detroit side. Um, there's so many great uh, young point guards in the league right now. Kate Cunningham, the rookie, coming off a monster, arguably one of his best games in his young career against the Nuggets, pretty practically putting the team on his back, uh, leading the team to an, a near victory against the Nuggets um, at home. So I like Kate Cunningham, 7,700. That price tag is a little high, but um, we start talking about other point guards in this type of price range. He's one of my favorites of the night. So I'm looking at Kate Cunningham and Kate Cunningham only on, on, the, on the piston side of the ball. I'm not going to have too many shares of guys like Hamadou Diallo, Sadiq Bey. Um, they're all priced pretty well at this point. Um, Sadiq Bey, 6200, uh, coming off a 33-point fantasy effort. Uh, again, his price did drop, but I'm not going to have too many shares of him here in this matchup against Orlando. Um, same thing goes for any of the, the big men here, especially with Jerry and Grant potentially 
being ramped up as well. That should only muddy the minutes uh, in terms, terms of the front court here for the Pistons. So for me, it's Kate Cunningham and Kate Cunningham only. Any interest in Kate on, on your side? Yeah, and I like I like it. Uh, the matchup is good. This is a two bad teams going at it, and you like that, especially him coming off that monster thirty four eight and eight with a bunch of stocks. Um, so I, I I am with you on Cade, uh, but I do have some interest in the front court here because uh, Grant they they ruled him out. Olenek shouldn't be playing in this one. He's in health and safety protocols now, uh, so it does kind of open up things for uh, both Isaiah Stewart. And Trey Lyles, it's it, they're the only two in that center spot, and Sadiq Bay is going to get a lot of run at the um, power forward spot. Not so much Sadiq. I, I think the matchup is pretty good for him, though. He's probably going to see a lot of Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, on the perimeter, which is good for him. Uh, but I have some interest in both Lyles and Stewart at their respective price tags. I don't think the upside is great, but I think um, solid value here. Like uh, Trey Lyles can get 25 points. He's done it in three of the last four. Uh, or three straight games he's got at 25 points. Again, I don't think you're going to have a 35-pointer there, but Isaiah Stewart as well, um, he's been in a lot of foul trouble. Last four games, he's had at least four fouls. It's kept his minutes down. Uh, but the the Magic play a lot of big lineups, two big lineups. So uh, if he can stay out of foul trouble, there is uh, opportunity for him to put up another 25 points here too as well. Uh, so while I don't think the upside is great, I think if you're – in that price range, uh, they can both have value there. But um, I'm with you. I, I really like Gate in this one as well. Jumping on the other side of the ball, we're pretty much at square run. Ugh, square run. Square one. Everybody is healthy now, and or for the most part, uh, the people that have played all year outside of RJ Hampton, um, <clears throat> they're all in the lineup right now. We're trying to see where things shake out. Uh, Cole Anthony still hasn't caught fire outside of this last game, which he did. He had a nice 19-11 and 6 double-double uh, against the Clippers. But outside of that, that's pretty much his only game where he's gotten uh, very good value back. Outside of that, Jalen Suggs, since he returned, he's kind of taken the reins here. Um, <clears throat> I don't really like him at 6-1, but there's still some value to be had here. He's beaten that three of the last four four games outside of the last game where uh, Cole Anthony kind of insert, asserted himself. Uh, Mo Bamba at only 5-2 very much intrigues me in this matchup. I know a couple games ago, only played a few minutes. Uh, last game, played 26 minutes. Uh, the last three straight games, he hasn't gotten over that 26-minute mark. But if he can, if he can get back to 30, especially in, in this type of environment against a uh, Detroit team, which uh, obviously both these teams aren't great. But at 5,200, I think the upside is there to take a chance on him. Uh, so I will be doing that. And then I'm looking at a, a guy like Gary Harris. Um, the, the volume isn't there since everybody's back, especially Suggs. But he's still getting minutes in the low to low 30s to possibly mid 30s. He played 39 minutes two games ago against the Lakers. Uh, that type of volume under 4K, you could definitely take a chance on that. So Bamba and um, Harris are the two guys I'm taking the most chances on here. How about you? Oh, very interesting. Looks like uh, normally we're on the same page when we're talking about these games on, on this Friday night <laughs> slate, but apparently not not tonight so far. Um, for me on the Magic side, I'm looking at. Cole Anthony at 6,800. Uh, I really like him uh, in this type of game format. I think he has a, a potential for another big game. I don't expect another 52-point fantasy effort like he did in the last game against the Clippers, but I fully expect Cole Anthony to put up 35 to 40 fantasy points in this type of matchup going up against the Pistons backcourt. I think it'll be a nice it'll be a nice battle between him and Cade in the, in the backcourt there. Uh, and then I'm also looking at, at Franz Wagner, 5,600. Um, you mentioned all these guys are healthy, but Franz Wagner is still getting 35 
to, to 40 minutes a game. Um, and he's coming off a nice shooting game against the Clippers, a near double-double rate, 40 fantasy points. Um, I don't expect necessarily, again, a, a repeat performance like, a, like the game against the Clippers. But, again, this is a perfect matchup for him going up against the Pistons, um, especially on the wing side. They don't have, they're one of the worst scoring defenses in the league. Um, so I do expect both these guys to, to really outshine their price tags. Uh, and I do, there is one guy that, I, that I'm aligned with you on, and that is Gary Harris, 3,800. He's one of my favorite value plays just because of the minutes he's been getting, you mentioned. Um, and so those are the three guys I'm looking at. It's going to be Cole Anthony is my favorite play, followed by Franz Wagner, and then rounding out um, my lineup with Gary Harris as sprinkled in as well. Um, I'm not going to have uh, too much interest in Mo Bamba outside of any tournaments. All right, I like it. Let's jump on over to the next game of the night. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Two playoff expecting teams uh not playing as great as they were hoping at this time of the year but we have a 218 game total the hawks are two point home favorites and the hawks actually both these teams have been playing a lot better basketball of late um the hawks we do not have an injury report for them as of yet but the the celtics just have dole or dozier i almost i combined bull bull and pj (laughs) dozier right there uh they have those two as out um for the year, but there's nothing on the the Hawks right now. I will throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on this Celtic side of the ball? Yeah, on the Celtic side of the ball, um, the guy I'm looking at is going to be Jalen Brown, um, 8900, coming off a, a nice 51 fantasy point effort where 30 and 10 against the Kings in a blowout uh, where he played very limited minutes to boot. I expect this game to stay much closer, um, and I do expect him to to really shine here. It's a perfect matchup, a perfect opportunity for Jalen Brown to really uh, get off to a hot start. Um, and this is a perfect way to even save some salary uh, versus Jason Tatum, who is priced at 10100 coming off two monster games in a row. We're really rounding into form uh, as is the de facto uh, main piece here for uh, the Celtics team. But I, I actually do like uh, Jalen Brown a little bit more, and I'll take the, 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 the salary savings as well um, into my lineup builds. Uh, and then as far as anyone else on the Celtics side of the ball, um, the only guy I'm really looking at is going to be Robert Williams up front. 7K is is a pretty good price tag, but again, coming off another monster effort against the Kings, he's been playing much better basketball as of late. Uh, his price tag is a little bit high, uh, but but I do like him here against the Atlanta front court with Clint Capella and John Collins. I think he should be able to, to, to get to a double-double potential here. We all know that he can do he can get blocks, multiple blocks a game. Uh, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to continue that. So I'm looking at Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and then I'll sprinkle in uh, for tournaments. If I do have the salary, I will throw in some Jason Tatum in lineups. But again, um, I'd rather have Jalen Brown as well. Uh, any interest in Brown or Tatum here? Yeah, and um, the Hawks, they've been playing better lately uh, since they're starting to get a little bit healthier. But overall on the year, they have one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, they have one of the best offensive ratings in the league. And one of the worst defensive ratings in the league. So I do have some interest in Brown and Tatum here. Probably not as much Tatum, just because who's on the slate. I don't know if I'll go 10-1. I do like the Brown call where you save some some money there. Um, Tatum's probably going to get a lot of DeAndre Hunter, who's their pretty much best perimeter defender now. Um, so I do like I, I like the Brown call there. Another guy I'd be looking at is Marcus Smart at 5,600. And I will throw in a, a Thrive Fantasy here. Uh, I, I like him to get over that one and a half steals that he has. I think he'll get two. And that's what I'm projecting here against uh, 
even against a, a solid offensive team, the, the Hawks do turn the ball over quite a bit. Uh, 11.6 turnovers per game. Um, they they run the ball or <clears throat> they push the ball a lot. So I like Marcus Smart here too at 5,600. And his first game against them, the only game that they played against him, it was in November. Uh, he played 35 minutes. He had 31 fantasy points. And he only shot three of ten from the field. Didn't make a three-pointer. Uh, yes, that was eleven assists there, but he did have two steals, three rebounds, uh, only eight points. I expect a little bit better shooting game in the, from him in this one. Um, maybe not as many assists, but I expect another thirty-ish points here uh, or or more. And I like that that uh, value for him. So the two people I'm looking at the most are Brown and and Smart with you. Um, and I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball, Trey Young. 10-6, he has been rock solid. Uh, last three games, all in the 40s. Uh, the upside is still there. Couple game, two games before that, 68 and 54 fantasy points. So we know the the upside is there. Uh, and the one game he played against Boston, he did have a dud. He shot only 12 shots, uh, 4 of 12 from the field. Did manage an 18-11 and 11 double-double, but had zero rebounds. Uh, that is not something he normally does. He usually pitches in 3, 4, uh, 5 or so. So I expect a bounce back from him, but I'm probably not going to pay 10-6. Uh, both these teams are playing a little bit better. Um, where I'm looking at the most is looking at Bogdanovich and Gallinari, trying to get some value here. Uh, Bogdanovich at only 4,400. He came back in the last one after 12 days off, had a nice 18.7 assist game uh, for 35 fantasy points, 11 shots. If he's getting shots in the in the double digits at only 4,400, that's a very solid price tag. And I mentioned Gallinari. He's playing mid mid-20s minutes, uh, another guy to take a chance on. Outside of last game, he was putting up five straight games of at least 23 fantasy points, so uh, there's some value to be had there. I do prefer Bogdanovich as the upside guy there, but um, Gallinari would be another option as well. Uh, but those are the two guys that I'm, I'm mainly looking at here. Uh, I think the battle up, up front is going to be very, very exciting for a, a real-life standpoint with Capella and Rob Williams. Uh, but I'm leaning more towards uh, the, the Bogdanovich and Gallinari's uh, further value. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, – I think I'm in alignment here. Trey Young, uh, 10,600, is a fantastic uh, matchup here for him. Um, he's actually my Thrive Fantasy pick. Uh, in this game, actually, on the other side. Double thrive. <laughs> Double thrive in this game. Um, I like him over eight and a half total assists. Uh, it's worth only 80 points um, in, for thrive. But uh, considering he does have that double-digit assist upside, I think this is a perfect matchup, a perfect opportunity for him to get in, in the double digits. Three out of the last five games, he's gotten over that 10 assist mark. So I do expect him to hit that here in this game. Um, and also for, for daily fantasy for daily fantasy uh, circumstances as well, I do like Trey Young. His price tag is a little high, as we talked about. He hasn't had a ceiling game for a while, so I'm probably going to reserve him more for tournaments. And I'm with you on the Bogdan Bogdanovich call at 4,400. That's a fantastic price tag. Coming off a 23-minute effort in a game against the Kings, he's starting to get more comfortable, starting to get his his legs um, a little bit more warmed up and ready for NBA action. Coming off the, the knee injury, so I do like him here at 4,400. Uh, one of the, one of the better value plays of the night um, in terms of the Hawks. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in in the front court here. John Collins, 6700, is just a little bit too high of a price tag. We haven't seen a a, a good John Collins performance in, in in probably over a week now, so I'm not going to be going there. And then same with Clint Capella. Clint Capella is just a shell of himself, it seems, uh, in this lineup. He's not getting rebounds. He's not getting blocks, which we're accustomed to seeing as well from Clint. So 
Uh, he, he can turn it around in the near future, and his price tag will skyrocket again, as we've seen earlier this season. But I'm not going to have a lot of shares there. I'm with you. I'm, the only guy that I'm really going to be targeting here is Bogdan Bogdanovich at 4400 for that salary savings. All right, I like it. Let's jump on over to the next game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Don't have a spread for this one, but I can only imagine it's going to be uh, up there, if not the uh, up there for the highest spread of the night uh, with these two teams playing. Um, but we do have an injury report. The Lakers are on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so we don't have one for them. LeBron James sat out Thursday's game. I expect him to play Friday. And I expect a the opposite for AD, who played Thursday's game. Uh, probably going to sit this one out on Friday, just coming back from his injury. But again, continue to check on that, monitor that situation. Uh, but on the Hornet side, Gordon Hayward is the main guy out, and Kelly Oubre is questionable. Um, I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Lakers side of the ball? Yeah, and the Lakers side of the ball, this is interesting. Um, I think with the LeBron James news, that's going to be a huge factor. Um, if, if he does end up missing the game, uh, like we saw against the Sixers tonight, uh, I think we know who, who, the, who the big target is going to be uh, for the Lakers, and that's going to be Anthony Davis. Um, we ex- I do expect him to play uh, a pretty healthy amount of minutes uh, in this type of game, assuming he does play on the second night of a back-to-back here. So we should monitor that news as well. Uh, if he plays, 9,800 is a great price tag. Uh, going up against a Hornets front court, he should absolutely dominate, uh, it, assuming he gets a full allotment of minutes here as well. Um, he's a great opportunity to really check check the injury report right before the game time. Luckily, it's one of the earlier games on the slate, so we should get some news on who's playing, who's not playing. If Anthony Davis also sits out, uh, that's where we can really hit some of the value here on the Lakers side of the ball. Guys like Dwight Howard are going to go into play here at 3,100. Uh, um, he's a guy that can step in and get 20 minutes if needed. If we get news that both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are out, if Anthony Davis is out um, in that scenario, I do like LeBron James. And if he plays 11,200, is a great price tag. It's a great matchup, up-tempo. We've seen what LeBron James has been doing over his last few weeks. He's been absolutely carrying this team. Um, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are both out, then we can start looking at other Laker guys um, to, to get more of the usage. Russell Westbrook, I'm not going to touch. 8,600 is, is a pretty low price tag for him, but I'd much rather go after some of the cost-saving guys here, like Malik Monk at 4,500. He's he's going to be in play for me, a fantastic value. Uh, other guys that I'm looking at, if we get news on a bunch of these big guys out, uh, Carmelo Anthony, 4,400, also a great price tag. Both those guys are, are going to have huge usage, um, and their usage is really going to skyrocket if, if we get news LeBron and Anthony Davis are out. Um, if, if either of those uh, big names are out, then I'll play the other one with confidence here, uh, and, and that's how I'm really looking at it from the Lakers side of the ball here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you in alignment. Uh, the only thing that I would change, uh, if both of them are out, I, Russell Westbrook at 87, I would love that. Uh, if one of them is out, if that one is Anthony Davis, I do like uh, Westbrook a little more, too. I just think the matchup is going to be super fast-paced. Uh, he'll get a lot of breakaway opportunities here. Uh, but if both of them are in, I'm not going to look at Russell Westbrook at 8,600. I would prefer AD out, um, and I'd prefer both of them out to have a, a really maximized rust there. But everything else, fully agreed on. Um, I'm going to jump on over to the Charlotte side of the ball. With Ubre is probably the guy that we're going to want to monitor here. Uh, he is currently questionable. If he's out and he's 
and also Hayward's out, that opens up a lot of minutes for guys like Cody Martin, who's likely going to start. McDaniels was out, and he's already actually ruled out for this one as well. Uh, So he would be normally the other guy to jump in there and and get some extra minutes. Uh, But there's going to be a ton of minutes open for Cody Martin, and maybe they play a little bit bigger of lineups uh, now that AD is there. Maybe uh, Plumlee plays a little bit more. Uh, They shipped over P.J. Washington to the four if Oubre misses. Uh, So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, But Cody Martin would be the guy of those three that I'm, I'm keying in on if Oubre's out. Uh, even if he's not, he's probably going to start and play a good amount of minutes. Uh, if Ubre does play, I think that matchup is pretty solid for 5,700. Uh, we can look right at the top in Lamella Ball. Uh, point guards are killing the Lakers right now, and they've been killing them for a little while. Lamella Ball just coming off of a monster triple-double, 29, 10, and 13 for 69 uh, fantasy points. He only went up a couple hundred dollars. This matchup is fantastic for him. Uh, I am going to have some exposure to Lamella Ball. Uh, that's going to be my favorite guy regardless. And then I'm looking more towards Cody Martin for a lot of value if uh, Kelly Oubre doesn't play. Uh, and I don't mind Kelly Oubre if he plays as well. But uh, what are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah, on this side of the ball, you talked about LaMelo Ball. 8400 is just an absolute steal of a price tag here for, for him. Coming off a, a nice monster triple-double. We're, farting, we're starting to finally see those <laughs> triple-doubles. Tri- I, I think I just said <laughs> farting. I, I absolutely did. So, so feel free to give, give, That's give a good one. one. <laughs> um, uh, apologies. Uh, so, yeah, uh, LaMelo Ball. Let me get my train of thought back. LaMelo Ball. <laughs> Has, has two triple doubles in his last uh, in his last five games, so I do expect another potential triple double here, especially if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are both out. Um, he's going to be firmly in play. He's actually my favorite play um, in this game, especially price per dollar um, as far as is is an opportunity per dollar as well. Uh, and then you mentioned Cody Martin. I love Cody Martin here at forty four hundred, especially if Kelly Oubre is out. Uh, he'll get a bigger boost as well. Uh, but even if Kelly Uber is not in the game, um, even if he does play, apologies, um, then I will still like him, especially with um, Gordon Hayward entering protocols. Uh, I think he'll get a lot more usage. So both of those guys are going to be firmly in play for me. Balance Bridges 7,600 is just a little bit too high of a price tag for me. Uh, coming off a, a string of games where he hasn't really shown a lot of a lot of um, ceiling type of performances. So I'd much rather have guys, like I mentioned, the mellow ball and Cody Martin rounding out in my lineups. Um, and that's really it on the Hornet side. I, I'm going to keep it simple and just play those two guys. I like it. Let's jump on over to the first game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's quite a few. Uh, there's five games at 8 p.m., one at 8.30, one at 9. And then one late game at 10. Uh, we're just getting to the first one. We have the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Houston Rockets. We do have a spread for this one. Um, the Blazers are three-point road favorites, and we have a whopping 232. Of the game totals that we have currently, uh, this is the highest. I would expect Lakers and Hornets to challenge, if not beat that one as well. Um, but we don't have that spread at the moment. On the injury report, we have uh, C.J. Ellerby, doubtful. Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, out. Larry Nance Jr., out. Cody Zeller, also out. Dennis Smith Jr., and Robert Covington, questionable. Um, and Usman Garuba, out for the Rockets. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. A lot of people out on the Rockets, or on, well, on the Blazers. Uh, what are you looking at here, and how do you make of it? Yeah, the Blazers are an interesting team here. Um, when it comes to this matchup, 
going up against the Rockets. It should be an absolute offensive explosion. Uh, I have another Thrive Fantasy pick for everyone on the Blazers side of the ball. So I'm, I'm hitting Thrive Fantasy very, very early and often here. Um, and I do like CJ McCollum, 25.5 total points and assists in this game worth 100 points. Uh, I think he has a good opportunity to, to go over that amount. I, I can see a potential 2010 uh, points and assists game here against the Rockets, like I said. Uh, he should get plenty of, of more additional usage, especially with all these guys out for the Blazers. Um, he should he should absolutely dominate uh, both sides of the ball. So I do expect him to hit that 25 and a half total um, coming off a 20 point and six assist night where he, he, again, didn't have to do a lot because they got blown out of the building by the, the Mavericks. I expect the opposite here. I expect this game to, to potentially stay close. And I see Jim McCollum is going to have a ton of usage here at 7300. I like him. Um, Anthony Simons, another guy that I'm looking at 6,800 is backcourt mate. Um, I'd rather take CJ McCollum and pay the extra 500 just because of the safer floor. Although Anthony Simons has been playing fantastic and pretty rock solid. Uh, I think this is a perfect matchup for CJ to really have a signature type of game here for the trailblazers. And then I'm not going to overthink it here. Uh, the other guys that I'm looking at are going to be uh, use of Nurkic at, at, at only $8,000 going up against Christian Wood. Um, he's coming off just a string of great games. He, again, he had a, a slightly, um, slightly, slightly uh, poor performance, um, a, definitely a downturn performance against the Mavericks in a blowout. But I expect him to get his minutes back up. I expect a double double as well here. Um, so that price tag doesn't scare me off. So it's, I'm looking at really going to be three guys, Nurkic, Anthony Simon, CJ McCollum, CJ McCollum being my favorite play uh, and my five fantasy pick as well. Yeah, and I'm I, I like McCollum. I like Simons too. Uh, those two, I'm I'm definitely targeting. Uh, Robert Covington, if he does play at 5,500 against his former team of his, uh, I think that's a pretty solid price tag as well. But if he doesn't play, that becomes super interesting for me. Who is going to fill that spot? Is it going to be Tony Snell? Because if it is, I have no interest in him. Um, but if it's someone random, like a, uh, we'll ha- we'll have to see there. Um, but if he doesn't play, that front court is just depleted. Um, so that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on. That might be like 40 minutes for someone because Tony Snell is not that that guy. Uh, but keep an eye on that. But I'm with you. I really like McCollum Simons. I like Nurkic, but I probably won't be paying 8K. I, I would prefer the other two guards uh, and the, against this Rockets team instead. And speaking of the Rockets, uh, they are pretty much fully healthy unless they decide uh, not to be. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Christian Wood, 8-2. Uh, I, I would prefer Nurkic, but I, I also would just prefer the two guards on the other side of the ball more. Um, this is going to be a good matchup for guards in specific. Um, I, I think Eric Gordon at 4,800 makes some sense here. Uh, as long as he could play. Uh, he played 25 minutes in the last one, but they lost by 30. Uh, the last couple games that were close, the three games before that, uh, you can even count four games before that, at least 29 minutes. Uh, so that's what I'm expecting here from him. And the Blazers are probably going to be playing a lot smaller anyway. Uh, so Eric Gordon, to me, 4800 makes for a solid price tag. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. as well, 6400 He's been very hit or miss, but he's been pretty consistent over the last uh, five games here. At least he has two games in the mid-30s, two games in the 40s, and one game just under 30. Uh, I think at that $6,400 price tag, he can hit value here with some upside. So I'm sticking to the backcourt guys and Porter Jr. and Eric Gordon, and I, and I like both of them here. Um, maybe take a swing at Garrison Matthews, but 
probably not. I think we have a, a better swing out there. Um, but what are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah, this side of the ball, I'm definitely in alignment here. It's definitely a guard's world, um, especially against Trail Bears. It should be a fun battle. Kevin Porter Jr. has been playing a lot better uh, as of late in terms of his efficiency. He's not turning the ball over as much. In his last three games, he has six total turnovers. Uh, just, just to equate that a little bit, the game before that, he had six turnovers in one. Um, so I like Kevin Porter to continue to, to really push the offense and and be a better, a much better playmaker for this team. And therefore, this game should stay close with him playing efficient basketball. Um, he does have double-double upside with his assists coming off the three straight games where he almost had 10 assists. So it can very well hit that here. Um, so I like Kevin Porter Jr. He's 400 uh, a lot. Um, as far as anyone else that I'm really looking at, um, I actually do like some shares of Christian Wood, although I might rather have Nurkic, safer floor, um, and probably a little bit lower of a ceiling, but but a much safer floor with, with Nurkic at 8,000. So I'll have Christian Wood as more of a tournament option for me. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at is probably going to be aligned with you. Eric Gordon, 4,800, is a great price tag uh, for him. He's under 5K. If he gets 30 minutes in this one, he's going to have the green light to shoot. Um, if you can make some threes, get some shots into the hoop, um, I, Eric Gordon becomes a great play. But for me, uh, I'd much rather take the safe, steady uh, arm. It's, it's even crazy to say um, to everyone, but Kevin Porter Jr. Is, is probably the safest play here on the Rocket set. Yeah, <laughs> crazy to say. It really is. Uh, we're going to jump on to the next game. We have the Utah Jazz taking on the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Uh, no spread yet. In an injury report, we have Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones all out. And Rudy Gobert is also out for the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell as questionable. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. Uh, what are you looking at on this Jazz side of the ball? Yeah, the Jazz are interesting. Um, if Donovan Mitchell plays at 9,100, he becomes an automatic uh, option, uh, especially if we get word that he's not limited in any way. I think this is a great matchup going up, going up against John Morant here. I do like Donovan Mitchell. If Donovan Mitchell is out, I'm going to have some Jordan Clarkson love, but 7200 is just way too high of a price tag for Mr. Clarkson. I'd much rather take the cost savings and go with a guy like um, like Mike Conley, who's at 7100 um, Both these guys are priced a little bit too high. Um, if we get the Mitchell news early on, hopefully, um, that'll be a, a definitely a, a differentiating uh, point as well. Um, in terms of who I'm going to play here for the Jazz, um, in terms of anyone else in the front court, I'm not going to be looking anywhere in terms of Hassan Whiteside. Again, price too high. Rudy Gobert, questionable at 9K. Uh, if, if, oh, actually, no, he is out. Apologies. With Rudy Gobert out, I still don't like Hassan Whiteside at 6,100. The only guy, again, I'm looking at is Donovan Mitchell at 9,100 if he plays. If he doesn't play, I, I can pretty much cross out the Utah Jazz here from this side of the ball. Any interest in anyone in the Jazz for you? Yeah, and especially if Mitchell plays, everybody is just a little bit expensive. Clarkson, Conley, uh, they should shouldn't be this high. Uh, they should be closer to six K here. Uh, Bogdanovich is near seven K. That's too high. Um, I, I don't hate Whiteside at six nine because he's going to have to play a lot, uh, and he's their only true center without Gobert, like uh, Rudy Gay, um, Eric Pascal. Azabuki, those are the only guys that they have behind them, really, that are going to get center minutes. So I don't hate Whiteside, uh, but I probably won't be paying 7K for him as well. Uh, they could also throw in Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five a lot uh, and spread him out, and then he becomes very useless if he has to stay away from the paint. Uh, so 
I'm not huge on anyone on the Jazz side either, but Mitchell does become an option if he's there uh, for me as well. And then on the and if he's not, um, while everybody else gets a big bump in usage, they're just a little too high price for me to to want to attack him against the Grizzlies defense, who's been really really good uh, after that first opening month. Um, but I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball, and John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I I like I really like Jaron Jackson Jr. with no Rudy Gobert. I really like that Thrive Fantasy bet as well for the over. Uh, at 23 and a half um, points and rebounds. Uh, the first time he played against the Jazz, he actually scored 26 actual points and had eight rebounds, which is higher than his uh, season average rate there in that alone. In both scoring, he beat that points and rebounds just scoring alone and added eight rebounds. So uh, take out Gobier, and there's a lot more to like here, especially with Hassan Whiteside, who tends to fall asleep and chase blocks a lot on the defensive end. So Really like the Jaron Jackson Jr. to to beat that Thrive Fantasy bet. Uh, John Morant, normally I would say I would go on the under on this at 7.5 assists, but uh, it's kind of tough. I don't know if I'll I'll probably wind up going slightly over if Mitchell misses, uh, and if he plays, probably under. But without Gobert there, a lot of easy opportunities for people to finish around the rim here um, as he is, if not, one of, or not one of, or if not the best, one of the best rim protectors in the league. However, you want to look at it. Um, but for me, for DFS, I'm looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, the most, and that's probably where I'm leaving it for now. I don't mind Desmond Bain at six six one hundred, even without Gobert and, and whatnot. Uh, there's st- the Jazz are still a really solid defense, but I think Jaron Jackson Jr. has the best value here. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm definitely in alignment here uh, in terms of this side of the ball. Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, 6700 is a great price tag. Coming off a 44-point fantasy effort, he gets blocks in almost every game outside of the Mavericks game and multiple blocks, at least four blocks um, to boot. So I do love him regardless of who's playing in the front court for, for the Jazz. I think he should be able to absolutely um, have the, have his way in terms of from a defensive standpoint. Um, he should be able to score at will as well. Um, so I do like him. And then normally I'm with you. John Morant, 10,300 is a little bit is a little bit too high of a price tag for him. I was saying on the, on the pod last week that John Morant's going to be over 10K before we know it. And here we are. We have reached that point. Um, I, I don't want to have any recorded any receipts, but I definitely called this what <laughs> would happen. And I don't think he's going to drop below 10K for the rest of the season. Um, so, again, it's a high price tag. He's coming off some monster efforts. If this game stays close against the Jazz, He's going to be asked to do a little bit of everything, going up a 41-point effort in his last game. Um, I, I, I do have some shares of John Morant. I'd rather have him than, uh, for example, Trey Young, who we mentioned earlier, and I'll take the cost savings. But uh, he's probably going to be more of a tournament play anyway just because of his price here. Um, and I do like the Desmond Bain call as well. Yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of a little bit of Desmond Bain shares as well. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm with you, is the only rock-solid um, you know, slam-dunk play here in, in this matchup. All right, let's jump on over to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Miami Heat in Miami. Uh, no spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. We know Kawhi, Paul George, uh, both out. So is Marcus Morris Sr. for personal reasons. On the Heat, we have Lowry out, Keith out, Oladipo, Akpala, Silva, and Jimmy Butler is questionable for this one. Um, I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Clippers side of the ball? And things do, do get a lot easier for them offensively if there's no Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. 
Yeah, if, if both these guys are out, um, there's a couple guys that I'll be looking at on the Clippers side, um, and it's going to be some of the value guys. It's going to be uh, Amir Coffee, 5,400, coming off two solid games in a row where he's been getting 35 minutes a game in, in recent games outside of a game against the Knicks. So I think Coffee is is firmly in play, something I wouldn't be – I thought I'd be saying outside of the morning time uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's definitely going to be a, a guy that I'm looking at in lineups. And then Luke Kennard at 4,500, coming off uh, a monster game and then a slightly a slightly letdown game against the Magic where he only has 25 fantasy points. Uh, again, if he gets to 30 fantasy points, he's in, immediately his value. So I like Luke Kennard here at 4,500. Uh, and then other guys I'm really going to be looking at, it's probably going to be um, it's probably going to be at center, and that's going to be Ivica Zubac coming up against Bam Adebayo. If he can hold his own, we, we have seen what he can do when he holds his own against the Knicks. He had a 17 and 14 point effort uh, a few nights ago. So, I, again, we, we do see a potential ceiling here. But with Bam at a bio down low, it's not someone I, I would necessarily target. So I'd much rather have as far as cash games. It's going to be um, it's going to be Amir Coffee, like I mentioned, at 5400 and Luke Kennard at 4500. Um, and then and, and that's really going to round out my interest here. Yeah. And uh Pretty in line with you. We we don't have th- their three top scorers. Uh, I don't really want Reggie Jackson, even without uh, Kyle Lowry on their side and pro- possibly um, Jimmy Butler. 6,100 is not a bad price tag, but the last couple games just left a sour taste in, in my mouth. Only 16 minutes on one of nine shooting against Washington. They wound up winning by one. 19 minutes against Orlando. Uh, three of 11 shooting. They wound up winning by nine. Uh while he did beat that value four straight games before that, that's uh that's very weird right there. But I do really like Amir Coffee at fifty four hundred. He's kind of taken on just a, a bigger workload. Uh, he's also been a couple hit or misses in there as well. Uh, but for the most part, he's playing minutes in the mid thirties since uh, they really ramped him up here, and he's playing a lot, a, a very good basketball. So I do really like him. He's probably my favorite on this side. Uh, Terrence Mann's always a guy that I keep wanting to to continue to play in the last two games. He has a combined 30 actual points scored. Uh, so kudos to him, 21 actual or attempts, 12 makes on uh, in those two games. So if he's going to continue to expand his offensive arsenal uh, at only 4K, that's another guy I'm, I'm going to look at. But those are the two guys I'm looking at the most. Maybe sprinkle in some Reggie Jackson. We'll see how what happens with Jimmy Butler. But um, the last couple games are really, really sour for me. Um, that I'll flip on over to the other side of the ball. And a lot of this is going to depend on is Jimmy in or is Jimmy out. If Jimmy is out, uh, Bam Adebayo at 7,500 becomes there's extra usage for him. He hasn't really taken advantage of it, uh, but we know he does a lot of everything. And if he's going to get instead of uh, 7 to 12 shots, if he's going to get now 13 to 16 shots, that opens up a lot for him because we know he's going to be a, lo- a playmaker. He's going to take over a lot of the playmaking duties from Lowry and Butler's absence. Also, uh, we know the rebounds are there. We know the stocks are there. Uh, more shots are there. Uh, 7,500 becomes a very good value for him. Tyler Hero would be running the show. Uh, I know he just came back after a nine-day absence, uh, but he put up 34 fantasy points, uh, and there will be more responsibility if there's no Lowry and Butler. And then Struss probably starts or or Martin one of those two will likely get the start uh, with Gabe Vincent I would look at the other two the first two I mentioned because they are super cheap uh, 4600 for Struss uh, Martin at only 36 3700 uh, they'll be come in play for me if there's no Butler if there is Butler I can leave all of them alone 
Um, and then there's two Thrive Fantasy bets. We don't know about Butler, 36.5 points, rebounds, assists. If he plays, he probably beats that, uh, but he's questionable right now. So how much is he going to play? And then there's the P.J. Tucker, over or under 2.5 blocks and steals combined. He's literally only had that twice on the year. I don't know why it's two and a half. If it was one and a half, I'd probably go over. But two and a half, that's tough. Uh, Law of averages say he's not going to do it. So I would just go under on that. Um, He's only done it twice all year. But how about you, man? What are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Like you mentioned, Jimmy Butler News is going to be the the big deciding factor for us, how we want to attack this game. Um, If Jimmy Butler is out, Tyler Hero's 400 becomes a, a slam dunk play coming off two pretty solid efforts in a row um, against the Knicks and Raptors, where he had at least 34 fantasy points. I like him a lot here. Butler's out. Um, and then if Butler's out, you could take some shots at Max Struss um, and guys like uh, uh, guys like Martin, but I'm not going to have too much interest there. I'd much rather take a safer floor like Bam at a bio 7500. I think he's a becomes a smash play uh, if Butler's out. So the guys I'm looking at, again, assuming we get the Butler news, Bam and Abayo and Tyler Hero are firmly in play. If Butler ends up playing, um, I'll probably uh, stick with a guy like Bam and Abayo, um, more of a tournament play, and I'll probably lessen my interest in a guy like Tyler Hero here for, for the Miami Heat. Right, I like it. Now we're jumping on over to the next game. Indiana Pacers taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, don't have a spread for this one. We do have an injury report. The... Indiana Pacers have um, Malcolm Brogdon is out. TJ McConnell, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, they're all out. Sabonis is questionable. Uh, The Pacers are on the front end of a back-to-back. I forgot to mention the Celtics are another one. Um, And the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies. Sorry about that. Uh, But the Pacers are on the front end of a back-to-back. So Sabonis' questionable tag is something to definitely consider. I I wouldn't expect him, especially this close to the trade deadline, to play both ends of a back-to-back if he does play. Uh, so we're probably going to sit out one. So keep an eye on that. On the other side of the ball, we have nobody on the main roster. Uh, Pokemon Isaiah Roby overall in the G League. But Derek Favors is the lone guy on the main roster that is out. Uh, I will throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Pacers side of the ball? Yeah, the Pacers are interesting here. Um, if if we do get word uh, that Sabonis plays, uh, I think he becomes a, a, a pretty good play at 10,400 um, against the Thunder for, against the Thunder front court. Um, again, we don't know how many minutes he's going to play coming back after a little, over a week absence here. So I'll probably reserve him more for tournaments. But um, if he does end up playing, it'll definitely lower some of my interest here on the Pacers side of the ball. Karis over 8,800 is just a little price, a little bit too high. We haven't seen him even hit close to, to that kind of value in, in, in a couple of games. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest there um, from Mr. Levert here. Um, and then as far as anyone else here in the Pacers, I'm not going to have interest in, in guys like Justin Holiday at 5K. Price a little bit too high. Uh, Price appropriately based on what he's been doing. Same thing with Jeremy Lamb at 4,200. Um, again, they're not they're not getting a lot of fantasy movement. Um, and I don't see them posing much of much. I don't have much interest going there uh, in this game. So I'd much rather uh, avoid all of these guys altogether, uh, especially if we, if we get news that it's a bonus ends up playing. Um, he's the only guy that I might consider for tournaments, and, and that's about it. All right, yeah. Uh, if Sabonis does play and he's ready to go um, 30 minutes or so in this one, this is going to be a solid matchup for him. Uh, the Thunder really don't have much front court presence as is. Um, 
and Sabonis is going to be will be able to impose his will on that. So I do like him at ten four. Uh, if he doesn't play, then it becomes a usage game for everybody else. Uh, but Tadze really hasn't played a ton of minutes um, the last two games, only twenty two and nineteen. A lot of that due to the first against the Pelicans was uh, foul trouble. He had five fouls in twenty two minutes. Uh, the next game, not as much foul uh, foul trouble, but he shot eight of twelve from the field against Charlotte. Charlotte just blew them out, uh, and they play a lot smaller, so it cut them off there. Uh, this one, they might play smaller as well, but you'll see a lot of uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl at center. I think Batatze could still play uh, 25 to 35-ish minutes in this one. I don't mind him here, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly with you. I'm not really going to look too much on this side of the ball. Uh, Duarte would be another guy to take a chance on, but I do like a lot of other people in this 6K range or uh, give or take there, then I'm not going to have too much exposure to them. I, I'm, I'm with you for the most part. I like Sabonis the most if he plays. And um, if he does play, I really don't need anybody else. If he doesn't play, uh, then I'll open up some things for some other guys to take advantage of. Um, on the other side of the ball, I mentioned, there's just, all they have is value here. But uh, without favors, who doesn't play a lot anyway, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is someone I am, interested in under 4k uh he is playing minutes in the mid to, to high 20s two out of his last three games he's hit at least 27 fantasy points uh so there there is some value to be had here especially if Sabonis doesn't play makes his life on the defensive end uh and rebounding a lot easier at only 3800 you can take worse shots than him uh kenrick williams another guy he played 25 and 30 minutes in his last two games uh, only 3700 that type of volume, even though he hit two of 10 shots in the last one, uh, make that four of 10. And he's hitting over 24 fantasy points there. So I like him as well. Uh, those are probably the two that I'm taking the most. And then you can always take a chance on a, a, a Shea at 9,300. He's been playing really good basketball, uh, just fantastic basketball, over 57 the last two, uh, three out of the last five over 50 points. And I mean, you're playing up a beat, you're playing against a beat up Indiana Pacer team. So, uh, can definitely take a chance on him there. And the price tag is solid and a Lou Dort. We always can catch fire at, at random times. Um, you know, the minutes are going to be there. This could be one of those fire games at, at 5,400. Don't love it, but if you're feeling frisky on a, on a big Friday night slate, I don't mind taking a chance on him. How about you, buddy? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, for me, it's going to start with Shai Gildas Alexander. Again, you, you touched on it. He's been playing lights out recently uh, in recent games. He's been getting a lot of minutes, a lot of usage, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, a guy that, that definitely is in play for me at 9,300. I'd much rather him uh, over Karis Avert at 800 on the other side of the ball. Uh, when it comes to anyone else, really, uh, on the Thunder, it's tough. It's tough to really target anyone. Uh, Josh Giddy at 3,300 is price a little bit too high. We haven't seen him get to that double, double, triple, double upside that we've seen from the rookie uh, about a week a week or two ago. Um, but again, this is a great opportunity, a great matchup potentially against the Pacers, but I'm not going to have too many shares there. I like the Kenrich Williams call as a value play, 3,700, uh, getting those minutes. If he can just make some shots, he becomes a, a fantastic play. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in alignment there uh, when it comes to some value. Uh, I'm not going to out of interest anyone else like Aaron Wiggins, um, who's it was been, his minutes have been trending in the wrong direction here uh, for this Thunder team. So um, that, that's really going to be it. Uh, I'm not going to have any interest in, again in Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, despite coming off a pretty solid 27 fantasy point effort. Uh, I just don't know if he gets enough minutes here against the Pacers. 
um, to, to warrant his price tag. So, I, again, I'll take the safe play here and go with Shai Jordan Alexander here for the Thunder. All right, and do you like that Thrive uh, 22.5 points? Yes, I, I do, actually. I, I, I think it's an absolute smash play, especially especially the over for 90 points. Uh, it, it's great value as well. Yeah, I like it, too. I'm with you. Uh, we're jumping on over to the last game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Denver Nuggets taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Pelicans are on the front end of a back-to-back as well. They are the last team on the front end of a back-to-back, and we have one lone team on the back end we'll get to after. But on the injury report, Michael Porter Jr., Vlaco Kankar, Jamal Murray all out on the Pelicans. Uh, Zauda, Zion, Murphy, Kyra Lewis all out. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, two names we've got to keep an eye on as questionable. Throw it over to you, my friend. Uh, what are you looking at on this Nuggets side of the ball? Yeah, when it comes to the Nuggets, it's interesting. Um, I definitely like so some guys here, um, starting with, of course, Mr. Nikola Jokic here going up against the Pelicans. Uh, again, had a pretty efficient game in his last outing against the Nets where he had a near triple-double. Um, we've seen just monster efforts time in and time out. Uh, this season for for, for Jokic, um, and the, in his last game, he actually came up short of of his normal monster effort. So I I do expect a bounce back here, despite having the highest price tag on the slate. Um, I think he definitely warrants some consideration here. Uh, the other guy I'm actually looking at from a value perspective is his backup, uh, Demarcus Cousins. If, if we get word um, that this game ends up turning into a blowout, Demarcus Cousins should get so some some decent run here, um, and a guy that as, as, can. From a fantasy perspective, we know what he can do when he gets minutes. So if he gets minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, especially if, if it ends up being a blowout situation and Jokic doesn't play a lot of minutes, um, I can see him him really hitting value here. Outside of outside of those two guys, um, I'll have a little bit of interest also in Will Barton um, at 5,500. Um, he, he's a guy that we've seen what he can do in his last game, 47 fantasy points, a double-double. Um, he definitely has some upside. Uh, even if he gets his, his, I think his floor is 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 pretty safe here at 30, 35 fantasy points, and at 5,500, that's a great price tag. So for me, it's it's Will Barton and Jokic, and then I'll sprinkle in um, some some tournament lineups with Demarcus Cousins just for value in the front court. What about you? Any interest in the reigning MVP? Yeah, I think there's always some interest in here, especially in cash. <laughs> I know he's super expensive, but it, he's just crushing it. Uh, all the time. Uh, his lone game against the Pelicans, he had nearly 73 fantasy points. He had a 39-11-11 triple-double. So, uh, yeah, I think Jokic is always in play, no matter what his price tag is. He can be at, like, honestly, 14000 and if you can figure out the pieces around him, uh, just like this Denver Nuggets team, who is not good, who might be one of the worst uh, teams in the league if they didn't have Jokic, uh, your lineup if you can figure out your lineup around him, he can still bring back money here. Uh, so I, I really like Jokic, especially in cash games. It might be harder for uh, tournaments to get those upside guys, but uh, Jokic is always in play here. Outside of him, everybody's somewhat cheap. Uh, Aaron Gordon is the next highest guy at 6,300. Uh, Will Barton at 5,500. I have some slight interest in in this matchup. I think it'll be pretty solid, and he has Two out of the last three games over 47 fantasy points, so I'll take a chance on him. Um, Monte Morris is only 4,400 now. He just continues to drop. I know his play hasn't been great, uh, but we know five games ago he had a near 
uh, fantasy point triple-double, near triple-double. And we know the upside there, especially in a matchup like this. So I'll take some chances on him too. Uh, those are probably the two guys mostly. Uh, Cousins could be in play if he's getting 15 to 23 minutes here. I, I don't know if I have the, the nuts to take that. But the other two guys definitely in play for me um, in this one. And then I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. Thing we have to keep an eye on, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, both missed last game. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram has missed a couple games now. Uh, this will be his – he'll miss at least seven days. Um, he hasn't played since against the Knicks on the 20th. If he does play, I, I don't want to play him. Uh, looks like a pretty bad injury at the time, and I don't think he'll be fully ramped up. Uh, I'll be a little rusty. Josh Hart, on the other hand, I think he just rested because he twisted his ankle, uh, even though he came back that game against the Pacers. But they were on the back end of a back-to-back, so they just arrested him to be cautious, I believe. Uh, this is the front end of a back-to-back, so they'll pro- they could be cautious on one of these games. If he plays on this one, especially with no Ingram, 6500 Really, really, really like that price tag. Uh, Josh Hart is just a do-it-all uh, guy. He really has a lot of heart. And that's no pun intended. He, he just really does. Um, Herb Jones at 4,900, another guy I have some interest in. The offensive game does isn't always there, uh, but he's just been a very consistent player. Uh, very, very good rookie player here at 4,900. We know the stocks are always coming in, some rebounds. When he does score, uh, that's when he hits in the 30 points in, in fantasy value, so I like that there. Uh, if Ingram and Hart are both out once again, Mikhail Alexander-Walker, becomes a guy to look at. Um, he, he took 22 shots in the last one without those two and, and J-Val, uh, 13 before that, playing back-to-back games of 30-plus minutes. Uh, even if one of if Hart plays and no Ingram, he still becomes slightly in play for me at 4,400. You could take a shot at him. But if they're both out, uh, I will be having a lot of exposure to him. Um, but how about you, my friend? Yeah, for me, it probably starts with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, especially if we get news that those guys are out. Coming off a monster 31-point real-life effort um, in his last game against the Sixers. Regardless of game script here, against the Nuggets, I think he's going to get plenty of usage. We know he's not shy when he gets the usage in minutes, so I do like him at that price tag. One of my favorite value plays on the entire slate, um, especially if we get news that these guys are all out. Um, And then as far as anyone else, um, Jonas Valanciunas, 100 is going to be a guy that's in play. Um, again, there's a bunch of guys that we talked about in that 7K, uh, 8K center range. So it's something we have to look at in terms of, of how we want to spend those dollars. But I do like him a little bit here at that price tag. Uh, and then and then if Ingram ends up um, playing in this game, 8200 is a great price tag for him as well. Um, anytime you can get Ingram in, in that low 8K range, he should have plenty of usage as well. So those are the three guys I'm looking at. Ingram with Alexander Walker, my favorite play, um, and then followed by a little bit of Ingram, and I'll round it out with some tournament interest in Jonas Valanciunas here. All right, I like it. Let's jump on over to the next game. We have three games left. Uh, this one starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Chicago Bulls taking on the San Antonio Spurs. We have a 228 game total. The Bulls are four point. Road favorites uh, for this one. On the injury report, we have Lonzo, Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., Patrick Williams all out. Uh, Keta Bates-Diop, Devontae Kaycox, Zach Collins, Josh Primo all out on the Spurs side. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at for this Bulls team? So for the Bulls, it's going to be interesting for me. Um, I, 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 as I've kind of touched on uh, on pods and, and recent articles, but 
Zach Levine, uh, 8,300, a guy that is a fantastic uh, playmaker all of a sudden um, at that price tag as well, coming off two straight games where he's had at least seven uh, seven assists, uh, which brings me to my Thrive Fantasy pick here of 29.5 total points and assists worth 100 points in Thrive Fantasy. I think he can hit that with, with without any uh, without any issue as well, just because of this, just, just because of how he's been playing, um, taking on that de facto point guard position with a bunch of these guys out, including Ball and Caruso. So I do like him a lot here at that price tag. Um, the other guys that I'm going to be looking at here are, are the big names in terms of Demarcus Cousins, 8,500. Uh, again, perfect game script for him, coming off three, actually four straight games over 46 fantasy points. So he is a value play under 9K as well. Both those guys are, are, are smash plays in this in this type of game scenario going up against the Spurs. Um, I'm looking at those guys heavily. Uh, Nikola, Yo- Nikola Vucevic, apologies, at 9,600 is a little bit too high of a price tag. Do I expect him to have a monster potential game? Yes, um, but there is much rather I'd much rather save my salary and go with the other two guys I just mentioned um, in, in in the backcourt and frontcourt uh, at the wing position, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, I do love the young rookie in, in AO. Um, I just don't know if he has enough value now with Zach Levine back in the lineup for him to, to hit his price tag. So, again, those are the two guys, DeRozan and Levine, uh, the two studs for the Bulls for me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, and I'm with you. Uh, I like both of them. I was leaning I lean towards Levine, but the whole DeRozan going back to San Antonio thing um, is a is a nice play here. And, uh, funny thing is, he wasn't really much of a playmaker in Toronto. Uh, didn't really do that. Wasn't part of his game. Went to San Antonio and evolved. And that's now a big part of his game. He's a big playmaker now. Uh, looking at the just the entire season, he's averaging almost five assists per game. Um, so that's a awesome ode to him. And he's going back in San Antonio where he played for a few years. Uh, so I, I do like both of them. I think they're both fairly priced. I think they can both bring back value here. Uh I don't mind AO, like you mentioned. This team just playing small. A lot of their power forwards, uh, we have no ball, no Caruso. People are filling in, uh, but there's no Patrick Williams. There's no Derek Jones Jr. Those are guys who are playing uh, a lot of power forward. Um, but I don't mind AO. I'm, I'm probably not going to go there at that price. I, I like other people around him, but I'm with you. DeRozan and, and Levine are the two guys I'm looking at the most here. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's while the 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 Bulls are a tough defensive matchup, but it's not as tough now that there's no ball. Now that there's no Caruso, that's their two best uh, wing defenders, perimeter defenders. Uh, and then Vooch is not the rim protector that uh, you'd normally see uh, on teams like this. Uh, and without both of those guys, Ball and Caruso, getting past them, there's really not a second line of defense. Uh, it's it's very hard to get past those guys on defense. Uh, and then that helps Vooch more because he doesn't have to be that big rim protector that he isn't. Uh, without them there, it opens up things at the rim for other teams now uh, that we're seeing. But with that said, um, I don't love the matchups here. Uh, uh, Murray at 10K, probably in a very solid matchup, but I, I don't really want to pay 10K for him. Uh, Derek White at 6K, 6.1, I would prefer to go to, uh, but he's just been very underwhelming lately so i'm really not going to have much exposure to him um yaka is probably my favorite play on the squad at six four uh hopefully he doesn't have to get stretched too far out on defense but um that's a guy i i think is is very capable of 
bringing back uh, near 40 points in this one. And, and Keldon Johnson would be another guy I'm looking at at 5-1. I don't think the upside's huge there, but 30 points is is uh, well within reason there, uh, 25 to 30. Um, but I don't have huge expectations on this side of the ball, uh, but I will have some exposure to Johnson and Pirtle. How about you? Yeah, yeah I'm glad you mentioned Pirtle, uh, 6400. It's a great price tag. I mentioned um, not taking a stab on other centers like Jonas Valanciunas at 900. Those are more for tournaments. I actually like Fertile cut a bit at 6400 for cash as well. This is a great matchup for him. Um, definitely has a, some value upside as well um, going up against Vucevic here. Uh, and then as far as uh, anyone else, I actually do like Deontay Murray at, at 10K. Uh, he's he's been pretty much playing lights out um, outside of uh, outside of one game in, in recent efforts. Uh, he has triple double upside every time he steps on the court. In fact, he has three in his last five games, um, almost a fourth as well in those five games. So I think he has triple double upside as well here um, at 10K. I actually do like him. Uh, there's a bunch of guys in that in that 10K range at point guard that we can look at. Um, and I don't mind Deontay Murray. I, I think he, he's, he's, a, he's a solid play here. Uh, and, and I'm going to round out my interest with Pirtle. And then the Keldon Johnson call is interesting too at 5100. He's always a guy that has a pretty solid floor. I just I don't think I'll have enough interest here with him. I'd rather I much rather have a combination of Pirtle and, and if salary allows it, I'll probably go with with a little bit of Murray as well. All right, last two games of the night. First one at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Phoenix Suns. No spread for this one. The Wolves are the lone team on the back end of a back-to-back, so no injury report for them. Uh, but Patrick Beverly did miss his third straight consecutive game. I don't know if they didn't want to play him on both ends, but that's something we should keep an eye on because he's only 4,300. Um but the Suns have Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Frank Kaminsky, JaVale McGee, Abdul Nader, Cameron Payne, Dario Saric, all out. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Minnesota side of the ball? Yeah, the Minnesota side, I apologize, I can't speak anymore <laughs> at, at this point in the night. Um, in terms of the Minnesota, Minnesota side of the ball, uh, they are playing the second night of a back-to-back here. So that's something to keep in mind uh, going up against the Phoenix Suns here uh, in a road contest. So. Uh, we definitely want to get some injury news. If Patrick Beverly ends up suiting up um, in this game at 4,300, he's is a fantastic value play, especially because he's going to be the freshest of, of all the players uh, on the side of the ball. If he's out, D'Angelo Russell 7,800 is just too high of a price tag. I'm not going to really pay that. Um, Anthony Edwards 7,900 also is a little bit too high of a price tag, despite a fantastic performance of the Trailblazers. I just don't know if he's going to have enough in a tank second night of a back-to-back as well. Um, so I'm not going to have too many shares uh, in terms of uh, in terms of those guys. Looking at the front court, um, the guys that I'm really looking at here is going to be Car Anthony Towns, 9500. Um, he's 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 been playing pretty pretty consistent basketball, um, and he's priced under 10k, which is always nice for Car Anthony Towns. This is a good opportunity, good matchup. If DeAndre Ayton is out, he should absolutely dominate uh, Bismack Biombo or Jalen Smith down low, whoever they they put it into place there as a starting center. If Aiden plays. I'm not going to have any interest in Carl Anthony Towns, and my only interest will probably be Patrick Beverly if he ends up suiting up. Otherwise, I'm probably going to stay away from the Timberwolves side of the ball here. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny. Uh, third game in four nights for this this Wolves squad, and this back-to-back, this this one right here, they play Thursday night against the Warriors in Golden State, and then at Phoenix in Phoenix, uh, the two best teams in the league right now. So 
not the greatest of back-to-backs to be to be, to be had here. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind Towns at, at 9-5. They have Aiton listed out for this one already, uh, so the matchup should improve here. Uh, under 10K, uh, he's always an option when he's under 10K. He hasn't been playing the the big numbers that we've been seeing in years past, but the team is playing a lot better. Uh, that's a testament to how he's playing as well. Um, I mentioned Pat Bev at 4,300. If he can play and he's ready to go a 25-35 minute role that he's, he's accustomed to in between there, uh, 4,300, I will take a shot at him. Uh, we know he plays a very versatile game on his fantasy game, especially on this squad when he's starting. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. If he does miss again, Jaden McDaniels at 3,500 is a guy I'm, I'm looking at. I uh, had a big game a couple games ago. Tonight, we're at halftime of, of the Thursday game, uh, late game, playing pretty well as well. So uh, another guy I'll, I'll look at at a very cheap $3,500 price tag, and he should see around 30 minutes in this one uh, if Patrick Beverly is out, I would say 25 to, to 30, 30 minutes or so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly looking at Towns here for the most part, uh, not really wanting to attack too much on this on this squad. Anthony uh, Edwards is probably going to get a lot of bridges. Uh, Russell's going to get some Chris Paul. Uh, don't really love it for everybody. Jared Vanderbilt may be a solid value play at 5,300, uh, but I'd rather try and get Towns if I can. Uh, but 5,300, I don't mind if I don't want to spend up for Towns because we have a lot of high-priced guys here. Uh, so I like the, the value on this team, and, and for the high guys, I'm, I'm with you with the with Towns. I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. Uh, they have Aiton as out for this one. Bismack Biambo is now near 6K. Uh, outside of last game, he has been... I mean, even last game, not bad, but he's been awesome. A uh, couple games ago, he had a 21-point, 13-rebound, 5-assist game. Obviously, that's a blow-up, and, and we don't expect that. But at 5,800, does become another center option for uh, the people that are going real cheap on this. I do prefer... Pirtle, we just mentioned him. He's only $600 more um, if you have the discount. If not, I don't hate Biombo, but uh, I'd much rather prefer Pirtle. Um That said, Devin Booker, 9900 Chris Paul, 9 Uh They're getting up there in price. Booker is near 10 k I wish he was back to like mid-8.5s or even just under 9. If he was 8.9, would love him. 10 k don't really want to have as much exposure to him here. Um, probably not going to have much exposure to anyone on this side of the ball. Um, I think they're very good as a team. Even though we have a tightened rotation, it makes me look at Cam Johnson a little bit more. Uh, Alfred Payton has to get minutes as a backup. Uh, but I, even with all the injuries, probably not going to have much exposure to anybody. But I won't mind taking chances on Biombo or Cam Johnson. Uh, but how about you, buddy? Yeah, for me, I'm probably going to take some chances on, you mentioned Cam Johnson, 4,700. Um for all the reasons you just mentioned, he's getting consistent minutes. He's playing over 35 minutes a game now with no Drake, Cowder, Drake Crowder in the lineup. So I do like him. I think he has a pretty solid floor. And you touched on it. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are just priced too high. Booker has been playing fantastic recently. Uh, and kudos to him. I just much prefer Booker in the high 8K range versus high 9K range. So I'm probably going to fade him here across all, all lineups. Uh, Cam Johnson is the only guy I'm really looking at. I'm not going to have too much interest in Bismack Biombo or Jalen Smith um, in that backup position just because uh, the, the front court of the Suns is pretty uh, dicey in terms of who gets minutes, um, especially what we saw the, the other night when Biombo isn't playing well. He gets he gets switched out for Jalen Smith and vice versa. So um, I don't have too much interest in either of those guys, despite the price tag of Jalen Smith being 3400 
Um, I'd still much rather have Cam Johnson as, as a solid floor guy at 4,700 versus a guy like Jalen Smith. And that's it for me on the Sun side. All right. Uh, we're going to our – I wasn't sure if I was muted. <laughs> I had to pull it up. Uh, we're going to the last game of the night, the New York Knicks taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. We have a 216 game total, which of the spreads that we have is easily the lowest. And the Bucks are a whopping 10-point home favorite. Uh, the injury report, Brooke Lopez out, Rodney Hood doubtful, Wes Matthews probable, uh, Rose out, Nerlens Noel, Arcidia Kona both questionable. Um, I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on this Knicks side of the ball? Yeah, the Knicks are are an interesting team just because they've been playing some pretty poor basketball recently. Um, going up against the Bucks at a at a 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Eastern starting start time is interesting as well in this game. Um, I, I do have some interest on the Knicks side of the ball. Uh, for me, it's going to start with Julius Randle in the front court position. Um, again, at 9,200, there are better uh, potential cash game plays here, and we haven't seen a Julius Randle type of 50-point effort in, in some time. Um, we have seen in, in earlier games this season, he does have 55, 60 fantasy-point upside, so that's something to monitor here. Um, RJ Barrett, 7,400, is just a little bit too high for RJ Barrett. I'd much rather have him in that 6K range, um, a high 6K range versus 7,400. This is not the best matchup. Um, and then I'm also going to have some uh, some interest in uh, Mitchell Robinson as the only other guy that that I'm actually going to be looking at, especially for tournaments. 5700 is a is a good is a good price for him. He's getting his legs back in his last game in a blowout. He only had seven points, ten rebounds, and no blocks. Um, I expect him to to flirt with a double double here against against the Bucks going up against Bobby Portis. If he can stay out of foul trouble, which is a big if. Um, he's certainly going to be in play for me. But otherwise, there's not a single guy in the Knicks that's really cash game eligible for me going up against the Milwaukee Bucks here. Yeah, um, I, I don't mind Mitch as well, especially since Nerlens Noel is questionable. Um, but being at 10 o'clock, we probably won't get that news uh, till after a swath of these games play. There's only one game at 9 p.m., uh, one game at 8.30, and all of the other games uh, are are. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's going to be tough to get that news in time. Uh, but I do like Mitch if Nerland's Noel is out, especially. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it's now that Cam Johnson has two games in, I know he's, uh, Tib said he wants him to earn his minutes. He's not going to give anybody anything. Uh, he went from five to 10, probably going to go to 15 in this next one. But there's just a lot of wing options and guard options on this team. And we don't even have Derrick Rose yet. Um, Quentin Grimes is another guy there. Fournier, Burks, Barrett, Kemba, quickly. There's just a lot of options here. It's it's hard. Um, and they're all fairly priced, so I'm probably not going to have much exposure to them either. I like you with the Mitch call, but outside of that, I'm pretty much with you. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, we have another big high-priced guy in, in Giannis who's averaging 51 fantasy points against these guys. Uh, probably won't go here. I, I would rather just pay up a couple hundred dollars more and get Jokic in a doozy of a matchup for him um that should be closer because the bucks or the nugget supporting cast isn't like the bucks they kind of stink um but i don't mind chris middleton here at 8400 i think that's a solid price tag for him uh down game in the last one they did lose to cleveland by 16 points but before that he was on fire uh, multiple games over 50 in the last four 
uh, than two, at least 43. So I like him here. I think he's going to have a big, pretty big game. Um, and he's historically been pretty good against the Knicks. And the one game he played against the Knicks earlier in the year, he had 45 and a half, uh, 44 and a half fantasy points, uh, 24 points, eight boards, four assists, a uh, couple steals. Uh, I, I think he's a very solid play here. Uh, Bobby Portis at only 6,500. Somewhat in play, but probably not going to go there. I think I'm going to mostly sticking to Middleton, maybe take a chance on Portis. But again, I do prefer other people in that price range. Uh, but I don't hate him. I just prefer other people. Um, how about you? Yeah, the Bucks are interesting. I, I'm definitely with you on the Chris Middleton call. 8,400. He's starting to really start, start playing well. Um, the reason why... Um, he was a guy that that was drafted so high in a lot of fantasy leagues this season, uh, especially for me as well. Um, he's starting to to play fantastic basketball, um, and this is a good opportunity for him to continue to put up some well-rounded numbers as well, going up against the Knicks uh, at home here. So I do like that call. Um, the guy I'm looking at um, outside of Ivport is actually going to be for value, and that's going to be Dante DiVincenzo at 3,800. Uh, if this game gets out of hand quickly, he should get in minutes in the, in the high 20s, potentially 30s. Um, we have seen what he can do um, in in terms of uh, in, in terms of starting lineup minutes. But again, if he gets those minutes, uh, he hits some shots, he can get some steals. We know what he can do from a defensive standpoint. So I do like him as, as, a, as a nice value play uh, for lineups. And I'm with you. I'm probably going to fade Giannis as well. 11,800, just just too high of a price tag in, in, in this game in this game type of script as well. All right, man, I like it. Uh, that does it for our 11-game slate. Before we head on out, let's throw our favorite player tiers out there real quick. Um, I'll throw it over to you. We can just say a name. It's been. Uh, we'll go quick. We explain why we like everybody. But who is your favorite high-priced player? Favorite high-priced player um, is going to have to be here. I, I know we said quick. Um, I just realized that I did not. Uh, it, it's really it's really hard for me to choose my favorite. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to come back to it. So if, if you don't mind taking the lead here, yeah. your favorite high price play. Yeah, I'll go, go ahead. And, uh, all three of my favorite guys, I'm going super uh, upside in all three of these. My favorite high price player, LaMelo Ball, 8,400. Love the price tag. Love the matchup. Um, I'll give you a moment. I'll go with my favorite mid-tier play. And that'll be, I forgot the exact price, $6,700. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., no go beer. He cut crushed him last time. Love the upside here. Uh, not a bad price tag. Favorite value play of the night, 4,400 uh, Bogdanovich. Again, big-time upside. Just came back from injury. Love the cheap price tag. Uh, we'll be playing a lot of these guys in tournaments. All right, buddy. Um, you pick whichever one you want to go first, low, high, mid, and let us All right. know. All right. Let's do it. Starting with the high price guy, it's going to be Jalen Brown at 8,900. Uh, I think this is a great matchup against the Hawks. Should, should be in play or 50, 55 point upside here as well. Uh, from a mid-tier perspective, this is where it gets interesting. I mentioned him earlier on the pod, uh, and that's Cole Anthony, 6,800. I think he's going to have an absolute field day against Katie Cunningham. Should have huge upside as well. And then from a value perspective, um, in terms of who I'm looking at, that's going to have to be Luke Kennard at 4,500 against the Miami Heat, especially if Jimmy Butler ends up being out for this game, I think he can definitely return some really nice value that, at that price tag. All right. Love it. That does it for another edition of DFS today. We have a huge Friday slate for you guys once again. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dave, for always, as always, for joining us on our Friday nights. Um, anything you want to say before we head on out of here? 
I'm just excited to, to, to crush another 11 games late with you. I, I hope every, all the listeners really enjoyed uh, some of our picks, and I'm hoping everyone cashes and, and cashes strong. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't checked the schedule for next week. I wonder. Uh, I feel like it gains a game every week that we go. <laughs> but we'll see if we're 12 next week. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We will catch you again um, tomorrow, and myself and Dave will catch you again next week. Bye.